0: Hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you've been well. Today's podcast I'm very excited about. I'm going to be sharing with uh, you one of my good friends. Uh, Steve Miller is uh, recently married and moved to our community. Steve uh, moved from a little community not too far from us, uh, but Steve and I share a common characteristic. Steve's dad and my dad are both pastors, and so um, we are... Uh, affectionately uh, called PKs. If you are a PK, you know what that means. You may not, but when someone says you're a PK, that really means you're a preacher's kid. Sometimes preacher's kids uh, can be really, uh, really bad folks, uh, and they that reputation precedes other preacher's kids. Uh, the church members will say teasingly sometime uh, that they, they may say, uh, you're a preacher's kid. Uh, I know what that means, and that isn't always the case, um, but it has gained a little uh, notoriety in the church because uh, preachers' kids uh, maybe are held to a higher standard. Maybe um, maybe people look to us uh, with a little more discerning eye than they normally would. But for whatever reason, we are. We're affectionately called PKs, and Steve and I are both PKs, and so what you're going to hear is a, um, a conversation from two uh, PKs who love the Lord. Uh, Steve pretty quickly uh, moves beyond that PK uh, moniker that I'm talking to you about here, and you will, you'll recognize pretty quickly that Steve loves the Lord and that he walks with Him and he has a genuine faith. I would like to take just a second to to tell you um, kind of how the podcast unfolds for me. The The idea on, on this little podcast is to interview people who know the Lord and to hear about their testimonies. And when I am getting ready to interview someone, normally what I do is just invite them to come for supper. And then uh, while we're sitting around the table, I'll just uh, share my testimony with them before we start recording. I've shared my testimony here before, uh, but if if you're listening to this podcast, you may wonder, well, what was your testimony, Mark? Steve mentions in the podcast my testimony several times, and so um, very briefly, my testimony is uh, is like this: uh, I was born into a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. My mom was uh, very supportive of my dad's ministry. She taught Sunday school, played the piano, sang in the choir. Uh, we we at church almost every time the door was open. I, I was, unless we were sick, we were always there. And the Bible was loved and honored, and we prayed uh, at each mealtime. I was born into that family that loved and followed uh, the, the Christian ideals. So as a young person, when the Lord began to deal with me and began to, to pull on my heart— it was really very easy for me to be saved uh, i got saved um, in my dad's lap and the the conversation was very simple i don't remember a lot of the details but it was basically something like this my dad said uh, um, what's going on with you what are you feeling and i said well i i feel like the lord's talking to my heart and he said well do you understand what sin is and i, I did that was when we'd done wrong and he asked me, do you understand why Jesus came? And I did. He came to take my place on the cross. He asked me if I would like to ask Jesus into my heart, and I and I did. I did want to do that. And then he said, well, this uh, is a wonderful thing, and the Lord will want you to follow him and do your best for him uh, the rest of your life. Is that something you want to do? And then I said, yes. It was very easy. Um, almost... Um, almost simple in a way, and I've shared with others that for many, many years, I was somewhat embarrassed about that testimony. When I would talk to other people who had very dramatic testimonies, um, I was envious of their uh, magnificent, um, screen-worthy testimony. Mine was very simple and seemed uh, almost insignificant in a way, and so for many, many years, I didn't share that testimony with people. But when Ned and I were married, uh, we joined a young couples class, and the class was um, was uh, had a lot of people like Steve uh, in that in this class. And we would get together. We were young marrieds, and we were broke, and had kids, and we would swap kids with each other just to have a few minutes alone from the kids. But we also got together and and visited as a Sunday school class. And usually the men would wind up on the deck or around the table, and the Christian people in that class shared their testimony. Just It was just a conversational kind of thing. And I never shared my testimony because it, I was embarrassed about it. It seemed simple. But as people would, would share theirs, uh, eventually, you know, it was natural. They would say, well, Mark, what's your testimony? Can you tell me how you got saved? And when I shared that little testimony with them that I just shared with you, I would kind of hang my head and say, I'm sorry, it's not more dramatic than that. And I wish it was a better testimony than that. But that's the truth is just I was saved as a little as a little boy in a Christian home. And the people who had the testimonies that I wanted said to me, oh, my goodness, uh, Mark, that's that's a wonderful testimony. That's the testimony I wish I had. My testimony, uh, I wasted a lot of my life trying to live for myself. And when I finally came to the Lord, it was very dramatic. But your testimony, you've given your heart to the Lord at an early age, and you've served Him all these days. And, boy, that's the kind of testimony I want. And it it, it convicted me that the devil tells people like me, don't share your testimony. That's not... Anything significant, you should not share that. And to the person who has the, the dramatic testimony, that he also whispers in there, don't share your testimony. That's um, you you are embarrassed about some of those things. You should not share that, because I think he knows that our testimony is very very powerful. So this is how I began with Steve. I just said, uh, you know, welcome to my home, and I shared very briefly that testimony I just shared with you. And then, Steve, uh, I just ask a few questions and let Steve talk, and it's a wonderful conversation. It's very long. It's the longest podcast I've ever had. I'm actually going to break it up into two segments, um, This is, but this is the kind of conversation that helped me grow as a young believer. I don't know if you have people in your life like Steve who love the Lord and who, who will talk about Him um, until you're tired of talking about Him, but... There are people like Steve in the world. They're usually in church. They may not be, um, they may not be the pastor. They may not be the Sunday school teacher. They may be just sitting on a pew. But find people like Steve. Find these people in your life, and and then just spend time with them. Uh, again, I'm I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this podcast today. Let's join now. <laughs> All right. I'm here with my good friend, Steve. Steve Miller, I just shared with you my testimony about how I came to know the Lord. And uh, the purpose of these little podcasts are that I really like to hear how people came to know the Lord. So I, I want to know what's happened since you came to know him, but I'm really curious about how you initially came to Christ. Okay. Well, it
1: it's funny that you, you when I was listening to your testimony, um, it's almost like my testimony is yours only about 40 years after (laughs) because I was I was the same situation I was born into a a loving Christian family and I thank God for that um, because you know uh, some people might look at it and say well you know you didn't get to experience this you didn't get to experience they 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 drug you to church every day well you know looking back on it I thank God for that because Mm -hmm. you know it's it's very easy very tempting nowadays to let other things take over that time you know um but but no i I remember when i was probably six or seven years old um like i said i'd already been in church uh for seven years and nine months uh it's all i knew you know um we went to church every sunday every wednesday night um one sunday morning uh east taylorsville baptist church the preacher was preaching and at the end of it he asked anybody that would wanted to to come down to the altar i got up and went down there uh didn't know when i got down there he asked me why i'd come i said well you told me to come (laughs) you know i just i just got up and and listened but you know even then uh the lord was was dealing with me because like i said you know my dad's been a preacher my whole life um mom's a good Christian woman. Uh, so, you know, from early age, I'd, I'd been taught what was right and wrong and, um, I knew what was right and wrong. So, um, even at, at a young age, you know, the Holy spirit dealt with me on, on things, you know, especially when you, you know, your conscience gets to, yeah. to bothering you. Um, so I didn't, I didn't do anything that day or that, that, at, at church that day. But later on that day, uh, when we got home, uh, me and Dad went into my bedroom, and he was asking me about this that what happened that morning, and I told him, you know, um, and he asked me if if I understood about, you know, what sin was and and who Jesus was, and he took the little the little well actually what it was in the book of of the salvation it was at that time uh it, it was a, a a row of beads that yeah, had the different sure. colors. And he went through, my heart was black with sin, you mm-hmm. know, he explained how we were all born into the curse of sin and we had all sinned and, and fallen short and and yeah. went through that. And, and I understood that. And I prayed that day, asked Jesus to be my savior. And, you know, ever since then, uh, I've been a Christian. Um, didn't understand a lot of it then, but I thank God that, You know, you don't have to understand a lot of it. You know, you come in, you you come into it with that blind faith as a child. And just like we've been studying in in our Sunday school about how the Holy Spirit leads you and and can keep you. And and if you allow him to, you know, that that all comes, the understanding and everything like that comes with studying. Mm -hmm. So so I've definitely grown a lot, Um, not knowing where I need to be. But but definitely um, thankful for that.
0: What an initial salvation experience that people have. Um, as we age, we try and make it complicated, but it's really yeah. not.
1: And I, and and you know, I know like just like you told me about yours. You know, I remember I remember praying. Um, it, you know, it, was it life changing? Absolutely. Did I understand it completely then? No, I mean, it was, it was new. Did I get up tears, crying and, you know, jumping and hollering? No, I I didn't have an experience like that. Um, but I definitely knew that something was different. And, um, and just like, just like you, you know, you shared with me your testimony about, you know, you said, well, you know, I really don't have much of a testimony. I was just, I was just saved. And, um, and, and I was the same way, you know, I, I didn't think about it that way. Um, I do know that like, like my dad, uh, he was saved. He was saved out of a, a rough lifestyle. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he would mind me telling cause he's told before, but, um, when he was growing up, you know, he, he rode in a motorcycle sure. gang, he did drugs, you know, he was, he was going down that,
0: that Wide path that led to destruction, you know. And there's something a little glamorous about that. After you're saved, yeah, you like wow, yeah, you were dramatically saved, and yeah, and look how you turned out. What a testimony! Yeah, but God's but life.
1: even even he'll tell you that that you know he's thankful that he was saved. Mm-hmm. He's thankful that the Lord got a hold of him and didn't didn't let go. But you know that's a that's a that's a hard way to get there. It is, you know, and it, it's not it's it's not glamorous it's 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 not you know what people think it is you know
0: i think of it kind of like a, um like a tube of toothpaste mm-hmm. and you squeeze a lot of it out and just wasted it yeah and then you hand someone well here's the tube of toothpaste but i've just squeezed half of it out in the trash can yeah and you think oh all that wasted toothpaste it could have been used for a good purpose yeah when you're young and you come to the lord it's like that fresh tube yeah and you haven't wasted a lot of life on right. things it don't matter yeah but the, the devil tells us that's not the case
1: yeah that's the truth the devil he just he he finds any way he can to try to beat down a christian you know that's one thing i've always i've told people because i've heard it before uh you know the devil's not out to get the lost because he, he already has them but if he can if he can beat down if he can beat down the christian person to where their testimony is ruined or if he can get in even get into their heart uh to where he can cause them to sin to where the world says ah you know look right. look at him you know he was you know he was on fire for god and now he's oh he's 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 way off in left field you know or it even
0: convince them that they're somehow not really that special. yeah god didn't really love you yeah to send his so he you just happened to be swept into yeah it.
1: and see that's you know that i know you you shared with me how how you've you know the devil dealt with you on on your testimony and um the thing that i've dealt with the most i don't know if you ever heard it or not but growing up uh we was just like you know my brothers and sisters we was like any other kids we got in trouble um but but on occasion we get in trouble and what you would hear is somebody say, well, you ought to know better. You're a preacher's kid, right? right. you know, and, and, you know, the devil kind of used that. Um, he used that against me because yeah, I, I did know better. Um, was I any better than anybody else? Cause my dad was a preacher. No, you know, I, 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 I did things that I shouldn't have. I, I failed. Uh, but the, but the devil really, You know dealt with me on that from time to time and still does sometimes because we we sin every day i do anyway um and and a lot of times when i when i I slip up and say something or or think something or do something that i I know is wrong then the devil's like hey you know you know why'd you do that you know and and see that's the thing that i dealt with when i was younger when i would when i would do something wrong and get in trouble i was like you know, here I am. I, I've been a Christian all these years. I've, I'm Christian now and I did most of my sinning after I was saved, you know, and, and still do. And, and the, and the Lord just had to, uh, to deal with me on that. You know, um, it do just, do you,
0: uh, do you admire your dad? Oh yeah. You think he's the genuine article and you say, my dad knows the Lord. And when, follows
1: him. when, and- when, when I think about my dad, I think about, uh, his life I, I i think of one verse and it's the verse in in the new testament i think it's in matthew when when the the uh, pharisees and everyone comes to sadducees they all come to jesus and ask him say what what is the the number one commandment you know mm-hmm. and he tells him he says thou shalt love the lord thy god with all your heart and all your soul and then he says and the second likewise love your neighbor mm-hmm as yourself and if i had to if i had to put my dad's life in a in a bible verse that's the one i would put because over the years i've seen his love for god uh through his bible study his prayer life um how he how he listens and 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 does the will of the father you know um he spent his whole entire life serving god um he's let he's let opportunities pass by Um, you know, I, I, that's one thing that I know when we, we grew up, that's one thing we had to, we had to deal with is, um, there was times that we didn't get to do things or there's times that dad wasn't able to do things with us Mm -hmm. because he had, he had, uh, the job as a pastor and, um, you know, he wasn't always able to be there when we did things, um, And, and, you know, at the time, you know, sometimes it might've bothered me a little bit, but as I've grown older, I've seen that, Hey, um, our first, our first priority in our life should be Christ. And, and he, he lived that out in his whole life. And then the second part of that is loving your neighbor. Um, you know, I, I I had the opportunity of living with my mom, dad for till I was almost, well, I was, I was in my early thirties. Um, I lived at home. Um, I did a lot of traveling, you know, mm-hmm. for work and stuff. So I didn't, so I just, I'd come home and stay on the weekends and, and stay with him. But um, I, I still remember, you know, getting up of a morning and going into the kitchen to eat. And there's a little TV there and I turned the TV on, but I would see the light on in the living room and I'd, I'd turn it down. Cause I knew I could look around the corner and there sat dad reading his Bible. Mm-hmm. And then uh about every morning i i could i could sit there and i could hear him in the other room in the living room and he's down on his knees praying mm-hmm. and 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 it's just like he knew he he was he was visualizing the the church and the auditorium and you know most people see it you know they got like an unassigned <laughs> assigned seat you know but he would he would go through each name he'd say lord lord bless bless this person today be with him encourage him strengthen them and and you know that's um if, well, if there's no that, that's that's loving your neighbor if i haven't if, if if it's anything and it's not
0: something he made up
1: Mm-mm, no he was genuine right you know he he truly loves the lord and he loves he loves people
0: right and well, he spent
1: his life he
0: spent his life telling people about the love of jesus when i was a little boy um my cousin we we had a deck of cards and we played uh army Uh uh-huh. you know you just cut them i got a 10 you got an eight oh i won It was just it wasn't any deal cards and throw some in and and my aunt who was my my cousin she said oh your daddy won't like you playing cards (laughs) and i remember thinking to myself what's a 10 is higher than why is yeah why is that not why is that off limits for me and i i know that i've heard people say Oh, you're a preacher's kid. Mm -hmm. And I get ready for what's coming after that. Um, You and I are preacher's kids. Yeah. And we know it's sometimes um, not fair what they're fixing to say, but it's a real perception in the community. Yeah. Uh, You're not like us. Yeah. Almost, uh, they wouldn't say you should not sin. They would just, they're really quick to say that's wrong for you. Yeah. But for my family, well, they kind of, kind of well person. and
1: i wonder i mean you look at each each person i feel like has a you know they 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 have their own they have their own individual life they have their own soul they they have the free will to do what they want but i wonder you, you I, i've known some pastors children even and it, it's not just them it's deacon's children's um anyone who you know takes a a, a, a what would you call it a, a a a spiritual responsibility or leadership in a church role. Um, You know, you see where some, some kids say, you know, oh, well, they're a preacher's kid, but man, they don't live like a preacher's kid. And I wonder, I wonder if, if, if sometime over the years that hasn't, that hasn't played a part in it, you know, if someone's come to him and says, well, you're a preacher's kid. You ought to know better and do something like that. And then the next thing you know, they're convicted. Uh, not, not by the Holy Spirit, but by the devil saying, hey, you know, this person's right, you know.
0: Or they do the other way and they say, that's wrong. Yeah. I'm going to live like I want to. Yeah. I'm, it's not, if I yeah. drew a 10 and you drew an eight, that's no big deal. Let's play five card draw. Yeah. Or something else. And then now I'm shooting dice and now I'm going to the casinos and now I'm in with the mafia. And But I know people that are preacher's kids. They're awful. Yeah. And I wonder, it's in, in my mind, um, I wonder if there is this is not fair to to say, well, maybe they didn't see something genuine at home. It's not really automatically a reflection. Right. On that pastor.
1: No, I think it I think it, it has ultimately it has to do with an individual's response to the gospel. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just I feel like, you know, the Bible and nobody knows anybody's heart other than that person in, in, in Christ. Um But the Bible also says, you know, you're known by your fruits Um, and it's hard to live a lifestyle that's contradictory to everything that that God wants for you and be a Christian. I mean, it would just be it would just be to me, it would just be it would
0: be hard. And in your family, if you say my dad prays, he reads the Bible. Dad doesn't play cards. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go to honky tonks. I don't need to do that. I'm part of this family and this family lives like this. Yeah. And I'm proud of my family. I want to comply. Yeah. So, so I, I think young people um who see real Christianity it's kind of a natural thing for us to say I want to do that. Yeah. I don't
1: <laughs> I mean it's not a it's not a I've had people ask me before I I went to a job interview one time and uh the guy asked me he's you know asked me about you know things I've done before and he asked me about my dad and what he done yeah I told him he's a Baptist pastor and he said well do you think you'll ever be called into the family business and I said well first off my I I don't have a family business he's like oh your dad's a pastor does I was like well just because my dad's a pastor doesn't mean I've called I said that's I said that is a that is a calling from the Lord Mm -hmm. that is not a calling from my dad you know or his dad you know um and like i said it's just stuff like that. you know it just you know you you wonder about things
0: you teach Sunday school sometimes yeah you like it i enjoy it do you feel like the lord's calling you to do more than just
1: no i don't i don't feel that calling um and 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 like i've told people before and, and like i told him i was like well you know i i don't i don't feel that call on my heart um but if I ever do, you'll be the first to know, cause mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll put my notice in and, yeah. and be gone. But um no, I don't think now there is a lot of people I've that, you know, there's a lot of of, of sons that have followed, you know, yeah. in in their father's footsteps. I don't know that if I don't know that that is saying, oh well, my dad's a preacher, I'm going to be a preacher. um I just I don't know I don't know if the Lord would bless that unless it's a true call um so um no i've never had that i've never had that tug on my heart to to do that um i was you know i was called to be a deacon i I accepted that maybe three years ago Mm -hmm. at at my other church i i fought that off for a while because i didn't what what does that mean uh well i just you know why don't you want to do it you know it well mostly it was it was sin You know it was the devil telling me that no, you you know you don't know enough to do it you you're not good enough to do it for Mm -hmm. one thing you you know you do this you do that you've done this you've done that how can you you know the bible tells you know in timothy the the you know the calling for a deacon you know and you know says you know a husband of one wife you know not much wine outstanding upstanding yeah um and, and, you know, like I said, you know, you, you get to sitting and thinking about that. And it's like, well, I've, I've done this. I've done that. And that's that is the devil
0: keeping me from it. And, and then,
1: Yeah. And then part of it, part of it, too, was uh, just, you know, I come from a, I was a small church. Um, already had four or five titles to my name, you know, building grounds, uh, chair, I was teaching sunday school Mm -hmm. um so i just you know i was running from it just because i didn't feel like i i was ready for that responsibility didn't want the responsibility Mm -hmm. um and it's just something that the lord had to deal with me you know and and and, you know eventually you know i broke down and and you know and i'd pray about it and i'd say lord you know if, if this is what you want me to do you know i'll do it and and i feel it is because um there's a peace that comes to sure. you when, when you, when you uh, align with the Lord's will in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt that peace, you know, it wasn't a, 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 I didn't hear the Lord speaking to me or, you know, birds chirping and things like that. It was just, it's just a peace that comes right. over you. And, and I had that peace.
0: Sometimes so. uh, other people, um, I know um, when, um, when I became a deacon, the examination committee asked me some really pointed questions. I was nervous when I went in to talk to the the older men, and after I left, I felt really at peace. Yeah. Because the things they asked me, I felt like they I wasn't just given canned answers. I really believed when they said what What is God's word?" And I really felt like it was His word to us, which was not in there were no eras or no half truths. It was completely trustworthy, Mm -hmm. and I love the Bible and I love studying it. What do you think about the deity of christ oh he was absolutely god no they were asking me those yeah. things those tenets of the faith and i really felt like that i understood them yeah and so they said well we, we feel like you'd make a good deacon yeah and uh, i shouldn't have been right. I, I, I wasn't i wasn't that wasn't deacon material um I, I I did not like the church where I was, they used deacons as uh, board of directors, mm-hmm. reviewing financial statements, um, nominating committee budgets. Uh, they made a presentation to the church. They were like the board of directors. Right. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I like helping people. I like teaching um, family ministry. That's what I liked. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They said, well, we, we do that sort of. But really, yeah. I remember once they, they, one guy got the financial and he said, I'm looking at the Coke that we bought this month. And we got $38 out of the vending machine, but we bought $42 worth of Cokes. What's going on with that? And someone said, Well, I don't Yeah, that doesn't seem right, does it? I mean, we, it was a five or 10 minute banter. And somebody finally said, Well, no, look on page five. This is a month of 31 days. We got a delivery on the first, and we got one on the 31st so it was two deliveries so the 42 was 21 here and 21 here but we've got 38 so we won't have a bill next and it just discouraged me
1: do you think maybe God was sitting up in heaven and said hallelujah we found that we found those dollars I I don't know (laughs) no I mean now you know I I you know the the church that I was at um you know the deacons did take a, a part in that you know ultimately stuff like that was left up to the church. You know, we would, we would discuss things, but um, you know, we had a budget committee. They did that. They brought it before the church. The church, you know, had to pay, it was like, all right, this is what we've got to spend. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, but I really, and like I said, it, it was, you know, part of, part of being a deacon, you know, there's logistics that you have to deal with. There's leadership things you have to deal with, especially, You know one of the things that that's kind of i think it's kind of been pushed to the back burner is um you know discipline things sometimes in the church that that come up that that could be that could be detrimental to the church
0: family not Um, that this is at our church but suppose a staff member had been caught in an indiscretion yeah. You don't want that on the church floor. No, I saw him and she said, "And well, I don't believe it. And first thing yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to all in favor of getting rid of him. Well, I'm voting for. him. we're going to just split the church. It's probably better for the deacons to say, brother, is, is this true? Yeah, I heard this. Can you give an accounting of this? Well,
1: and, and that's what the Bible says. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, if you have all against your brother, go to him. Right. Talk to him about it. Um, if, if y'all can't get it settled go back with two or three more you know uh all the way up to you know the bible says to bring it before the before the church um and if if it can't be dealt with then um you know the bible says that it's the time to put those people out of the church you know because it could be detrimental that's right to the church so like i said it don't happen a lot anymore i never had to deal with it when i was on the deacon board over there um, but that's something that you have to that's something that you have to be prepared to do
0: i don't i don't know that that's a deacon role uh it may be i had a good friend who was um, another denomination and they had elders yeah which were like trustees yeah and they if they were buying property the trustees said well i'm the legal signer for the church mm-hmm. and so they would deal with those kind of problems their deacons uh, he was a deacon also but he said we come to take care of excuse me, we kind of take care of widow women. Um, if they want us to look at the finances, I mean, they might say, we're fixing to present the budget. Do y'all see anything here? But they didn't, they weren't involved real closely. Mm-hmm. They had their deacons set up, like you and I talked about, to say, we don't want the pastor delivering bread. Right. Miss Jones needs to jump. Yeah. Her battery's down. <laughs> we'll we call the pastor to come yeah. jump you off. Which
1: you're right. I, I don't think that it was ever intended to be a sole responsibility of a deacon. I think it's been over the years, it's been kind of put off on a, on a deacon because, you know, we didn't have elders in the church it was all, it was just yeah, deacons, don't. but really the Bible, the Bible doesn't discriminate between anyone. It says if you have all against your brother, right. so it could be just any, any member of the church, you know, if, if, if you've done something right. and, and I know about it, you know, out of Christian love, I should be going and saying, Hey, you know, Mark, did did this happen did you do this this? are you doing this um and and that's the that's you know part of you know um that accountability that that christians
0: have to have for each other yeah it's it's um hard because it requires a confrontation yeah and most of us do. Most not, people don't like confrontation. Don't call on me to pray. So, <laughs> don't ask me to serve on a committee. I don't I don't want to yeah. do any anything. I just want to sit on my pew, hear a good yeah. sermon, a few songs, and then I can slip out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, I think that's, like I said, I think that over the years, that's how that's become part of like, oh, well, you
0: know, the deacons can handle that or yeah. such and such can handle it. You know, as, um, as preacher kids, um, I know my dad would get calls. 11 o'clock midnight uh, someone's lost a loved one come right now and it would be in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night and there's none of that I can't be bothered to let someone else handle it and so living in a preacher's home I just feel engaged at church yeah Um, if we're in Sunday school um, I love Chuck's class but um, I say too much Uh, but I feel it when he he says this is the Bible what are y'all's thoughts I'm like I don't want to say well I don't want to say anything I'll just let somebody uh, I feel like no 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 let's engage let's, <laughs> yeah you know, let's we're here 100 percent yeah I don't want to just say well I didn't have to make any comments thank goodness yeah. I wouldn't call them well up. and
1: that's that's the thing about I, that's what I like about a, a Sunday school class like we're in I'm in the same Sunday mm-hmm. school class and, and you're you're studying right from the scripture Right. Um, just like I don't know if you noticed um, you know I filled in for Chuck a couple Sundays ago. Started at verse 38, went to 42, um, took a whole, whole nother avenue on the verses. Well, then Chuck comes back on, starts at 39 and, and, and is either one, is either one wrong? No, I I think it's all in how the Holy Spirit leads you to interpret it. You know, um, you know, when, when he said, you know, he talked about the murmuring that the Pharisees and the people were doing. Uh, as as grumbling you know and 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 it probably was you know i'm sure it was and and you know how that leads into you know grumbling in the in the church and stuff like that um and and you know i went a total different way with it Mm -hmm. um so that that's why i like uh a Sunday school like that where you're you're right in the bible because you know there's 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 different ways of interpreting um and you know unless you're way out in left field or something, you know, um, most times it, 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 it you but, know, but it's even, just the way that
0: the Holy Spirit leads you. But even if you are out in left field and you're in that Sunday school class, I think that's the place to say that seems way out to me. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I yeah. feel, and then someone else may say, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, Rather and you know, if, if, if something happens in the pulpit, we won't say excuse me yeah i don't see it that way (laughs) (laughs) because
1: i've i've known people to do that (laughs) well and it's funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i hope you're enjoying this sweet conversation with my dear friend steve Steve and I are both uh, preacher's kids, and we have lots of stories that have um, have worked their way into our memory. Uh, this conversation, uh, some of those come up, and we're here at a little break, and um, Steve's getting ready to share with us a, a humorous story that happened in church. And if you've spent much time in church, you know some of the funniest things on this earth happen at church. Steve is a sweet Christian friend who loves the Lord. I think you've i gotten a, a good handle on how much he loves the Lord and how his life reflects the his walk with the Savior. Let's rejoin that conversation now, with Steve. Okay, Steve. At the break, we were talking about a little humor story. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: it's, so I, I was just going to say, I remember um, there was a, and this was a long time ago. I don't remember it. Very, very clear, but Dad's told me about it. There was a man named, I, I'm wanting to think his name was Alan Fox or Bud Fox, but uh, he was in the church when, when Dad was uh, uh, down in Statesville, and Dad said that he was a tremendous, tremendous man of God, knew the Bible inside and out and there were several occasions where the preacher would be up saying something and if it was wrong he'd get up and say no preachers that you better look at that again so that's not what it says right there so
0: it, it could i mean could you imagine having uh, to get started back after? well i've heard uh, sometimes in some um some spiritual churches where the the preacher has a sing-song uh-huh. With the congregation, like they'll say, and God sent his son, Jesus. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And he sent him to die. That's right. Yeah. And then if they say, but it wasn't for everybody. Oh, they say, oh. no. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did I say?
1: <laughs> well, dad, when dad was in school at uh, Liberty University, getting his uh, doctorate or not a doctorate, but his uh, degree in biblical studies, one of his uh, teachers was Ken Chapman. And. uh Ken was, uh, I heard him preach a couple times, and just, I mean, a tremendous, tremendous pe- preacher, um, started a lot of churches around the Lynchburg area, all over, um, but he was like that. Dad said that he went with him one time, he was preaching at a, he was, he had started a church, and um, said that they had had, they was going to have some special singing before uh, Ken preached that night, and the People got up there and, and they started him hauling around and said, oh, well, you know, we we hadn't had a whole lot of time to practice, you know, and we hope it sounds OK. But, you know, we're just really struggling, you know, doing this, blah, blah, this. Said Ken Chapman got up said, well, here you go sit down. I'm ready to preach. I'm staying up. I'm ready to preach. You go sit down. You come back some other time. <laughs> so, yeah, so it it. it You know, it can be comical sometimes, (laughs) Uh, but no, getting back to what we started talking about, you know, I just, you know, that, that was something that I, I struggled with and I still do from time. I don't know any Christian that doesn't, you know, because, you know, Jesus, Jesus has given us instruction on how we're supposed to live and daily we sin, daily we, we, we fail and, um. You know, if, if you listen to the devil and and he tells you, well, you know, here you are 30 some years into your Christian walk and you're still sinning the same mm-hmm. thing. You're still struggling the same things. Um, you know, it, it can it can be devastating to you if you listen to him.
0: But that testimony is powerful. It is. Because if you're at work and someone says, why do you act like you do? You don't have to pull out your Bible. You just say, well, for me. And then there's no arguing with that because yeah. it's your testimony.
1: Well, and you know, I, I go back to well, like Matthew, Matthew I think it's Matthew chapter five, verse twenty. It, it says, uh, you know, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Right. You know, and that's all I that's all I can count on is is the grace that that Christ gives me each and every day. Um,
0: Hang on just a second, Steve. Uh, we're going to leave this in the podcast, Mari. You got a time constraint. How long do we have? Three minutes. (laughs) Um, Do you want to take her, Netta? And let me come pick you up when we wrap up. Can you ride her to church?
1: Yeah, then I'll just come back. That, or we can can wrap up
0: now if you want to. No, this is, we're doing spiritual work here. We're trying to get a (laughs) ride to church. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to take her, Netta in the car and come right back. And Steve's going to pick her up after it's over.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, if you don't mind doing that.
0: I'll do whatever.
1: I'll call her an Uber. (laughs) Good luck. Well, we're we're
0: enjoying our conversation. It's two preacher kids. This could go on forever.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Her car's there. Awesome. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. I've got an ice cream cone. (laughs) She's not going to get her ice cream cone. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Well, I've enjoyed enjoyed talking to you, Steve. It's been good. Uh, Tell me if you... um, uh, if you have a favorite verse, um,
1: you know there's just so many. It's it's hard to it's hard to pick out one. Uh, one
0: come to your mind today?
1: Well, there's one that comes to my mind all the time. Um, you know, I like I like the promise that he gives us in uh, Hebrews chapter four, verse fifteen and sixteen. You know, he says uh, we don't have a high priest that that can't be. Reached with our infirmities, because he was tempted in every way that we were can be tempted, and he sinned not. So that you know that tells me that that yeah, it's possible. Mean
0: every way. It
1: it (laughs) means every way. I I feel (laughs) like you know (laughs) when when he was tempted, you know you got to think about when he was tempted in the wilderness by the devil. He tempted him with with food. He tempted him with fame and power. But you know he lived for thirty years before that. Yes. And, and the same, the same things that we deal with every day, he dealt with, mm-hmm. yeah, well, he, he, dealt with it without sin. But, you know, then verse 16 tells us, says, you know, now that you know that you've got a high priest that knows what you deal with. Uh, it says, therefore, come boldly to the throne of God, where you can daily find mercy and grace in your time of need. And, you know, every day, every day I need grace, you know, God was merciful enough to save me when I didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. um, and now He's good enough to to grant me the grace I need each and every day. All I got to do is ask for it. Yeah, so Lord, I'm dealing with this right now. Uh, give me, give me, give me the grace to get through it. And He's like, here, you know, let's bring some grace on me. You. you know, it just, um, you know, the the peace that that come comes over you when you think about, hey, you know, God knows what I'm going through. Jesus dealt with every single bit of it and, and he's got the grace to give me, to get through it. You know, um,
0: the Bible says he was tempted and always in always, to man.
1: Yes. Yet. He sinned not sin not.
0: So that's um, encouraging. If you're at work, uh, that is, you go to a site and you think, I don't know what's going to be in that problem. Jesus never had to face anything like I might have to face. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. Now, whatever situation you're going to He he faced every temptation, that you did. Yeah. And he did not sin. Yeah. Some people tell me, well, I'm not perfect. Well, nobody but, is. But let me ask you, <laughs> which sin do you have to do? Yeah. Which I one? Mean, well, I have to do that one. Is there a sin you have to do? No.
1: No, there's no, none. none. There's so, none that you have to do. It's just like, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 12, maybe 1 Corinthians 12. I can't remember what it. It says, there's no temptation taking you but such is common to man, right. you know, but God, he knows that. And, and he 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 gives us the ability. It says he, he gives us the ability to overcome that temptation. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when I sin? I'm not taking advantage. I'm not taking advantage of God's gift of being able to overcome that temptation. Mm-hmm. And I, I give into that temptation. Um, but the the other verse that I go to a lot, and and I've you probably know because I've I've prayed it before in, in Sunday school. Um, you know, first John one nine, it says when we when we do uh, you know, allow that temptation to, to come into our life and we sin. Uh first John one nine says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And and that's that's what I have to go, that's what I have to fall back on when when I do when I do sin um I, I you know some people call it falling short it's sin it's mm-hmm. sin is, is all it is you know i've sinned against god um and, and and you know if if i don't if i don't address it then that's when the devil gets can get in there and say oh you've done this you know you're you're not worthy the bible says i'm worthy um how do you I,
0: deal in first john right there that passage says um for those who um the the seed of God lives in them and they cannot sin. How do you deal with that?
1: Well, I I wonder if what he's talking about there is the fact that, you know, just like, just like daily we sin. Um, In God's eyes though, if we're, if we have, has accepted his gift of salvation through his son, Jesus, in his eyes, we have no sin. We're justified. We're sanctified. Um, I, you know, I maybe that's what they're talking about because you know we we all sin. You know, um, there's just a difference of whether your sins are covered by the blood or whether you're still under conviction for your sin, um, and, and and you're going to have to pay the penalty for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's how I kind of I, I kind of look at that. I mean, it might be might be right, might be wrong, um, but to me, that's the that's the way I look at it. Just like you know. When, when, the, you know, the Bible says uh, that, you know, the ones that God has given to me, I'll carry them through, you know, talk about that, um, you know, just, just because, just because the Bible says he'll carry him through doesn't mean that we're not going to sin mm-hmm. and, and not mess up. Um, so how, how is that possible? Well, it's through the grace of God, you know, just like I have to believe like that verse I just said first john 1 9 where it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins do you have to confess them i mean if if say you say you're in the middle of sin when you die yeah you know is that sin covered you didn't confess it of course it's covered because the bible says that that when when you accept christ as your savior he removes those sins from you. i feel like i feel like Cause some people's, you know, wanted to argue that that thing and, before, you know, and I, I just I say, well, you know, I, I feel like God is bigger than that, you know. Don't don't put God on the, it's like, oh well, he's, ex, you know, we have to do that. No, we don't have to do anything, you know. If, if we have
0: to do that, that's that's salvation through works. And when Jesus died on the cross, all those sins that you and I have were future sins. Yes, and
1: you they and I, were paid for already.
0: Right. They were paid for all. All we had to do
1: was accept that gift. Right. Just like I've, 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 I've held my tongue a couple times because I've heard it before, where people say, "Oh well, God forgives sins, but He don't forget them." You know, it's not, you can't the, support that. Anymore. No, I, I mean, if you look in Hebrews chapter ten, uh, it, it it talks about the old sacrifice under the law, where the the day of atonement, where they come and and they offered sacrifices. Not to pay for their sins, but to cover them until until when? It says later on down in there. It says until I come into the world to do the will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? Was he was to come and die for the sins yeah. of the world? So he come into the world to to pay for those sins. All right, he's done that. Go on down in chapter ten. I think it's verse fourteen or fifteen. It says now. I'm sitting at the right hand of the father and I've made, I've made payment for those sins and they're remembered no more, right? They're remembered no more. So, you know, when you, when you accept that gift of salvation, forgiveness for your sins, that's exactly what it is. But the only reason I would think if the only reason that God would want to remember your
0: sins, is if he could, so he could use it against you later. Right. And
1: that's, that's, that's not
0: biblical. No, as far as the East is from the West. Yes. Yeah. And it says these words and he remembers them. No, more. no more.
1: And and I think, I think what, and I can understand kind of where they're coming from when they say that. Cause like, if you think in a finite mind, if I do something to you, you know, you can forgive me for it, but it's, it's, you know, next time you see me, it's like, yeah, he done that, you know? It, in, in our mind we can't do that but I, I look at, at God as the omniscient omnipresent, ultimate powerful God. it even says in I think it's in Isaiah he says, you know behold I'm God what what is there that I can't do you know what what can I do um if who am I to say God can't forgive well, and forget a, your
0: sins there's a, a real distinction between forgiving sins. And, and removing them
1: yeah You're
0: not just covering them up yeah see They're that's burnt. what that's
1: what that what that was what happened in the old testament right. law you know the sins were still there they were covered by the blood but they were still there because they hadn't been paid for yet right so that's when when jesus come to the cross not just not just future sins not just sins that me and you but sins from adam and eve right. they were still they were covered but they were still there. They had to be placed on Jesus and he had to die for those
0: sins. Remember what uh, John the Baptist said, the the Lamb of God who
1: takes away the sin of the world. Not forgives. No, takes it away. Takes away. it it's away. It's
0: powerful yeah. because we say, I don't have to just get forgiveness for that sin. Exactly. I said a bad word. Exactly. We can say, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, I don't live that way. Anymore. Yeah, so that's I mean, gone. when you look at that verse and it says,
1: if we confess, I think that's more for us than it is for, see, God, God don't need, You know he wants us to 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 confess it. Mm -hmm. He wants. Why do we really need to confess it? Because he knows we've already done it. You know, just like just like when he come down to Adam and Eve in the garden and asked him, "Where art thou?" You know, who told you? He knew they was naked. He knew why they knew they was naked. yeah, we were naked. You know, I mean, (laughs) who told you that? You know, but I think I think it says if we confess our sins. That's more for us. Do you know what that's, that confess? That's means, acknowledging.
0: Do you know what that translation of that is? is uh-uh. Confess, agree with. Yeah. So, so you're saying,
1: saying, hey, I agree. I agree with you, Lord, that this is wrong. Holy, Holy Spirit, right. you're you're convicting me of this, and I know it's wrong.
0: I'm not going to deny. You know it that sin.
1: that that's that's for us. Yeah. You know that I think that's that first step of saying, all right. You know, I know it's wrong. I believe it's wrong. I agree that it's wrong. Now we can repent. We can build from. We can we so can go on from. We'll it. Go back
0: and talk to our Budweiser lady. We talked about a lady coming to church with a Budweiser shirt. Who we would say, "Oh, you need to repent of that." So maybe we say, "Well, I'm going to take away the. I'm not going to wear a Budweiser. Yes. I take that away." <laughs> but the bigger sin is that I didn't do my best for when I came to his house, and so that that pulls. Yeah. On the well,
1: temper. and and like I said, I think I think the only reason that he said anything about that anyway was because it was it was kind of causing a commotion, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that she was doing anything wrong. Um, it it just, you know, it was, it was causing people to, you know, look around and and do this and do that. Um, but but, but like I said, she, she didn't know
0: any better. But in a simple way, if that was, it, it wasn't, but let's say for our purpose, it was a sin. We can take away that so we can say I won't wear the shirt. Yeah. So I'm taking it away, but still in our heart, we would say, but I didn't do my best. Yeah, I disappointed him. I, I came to his house less than you know.
1: I, and 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 I've I've thought about that before because I've been in churches where people say, "Oh, well, you know, you need to wear this. Women shouldn't wear pants. They should wear your dresses. Hair yeah, no men up. should wear suits." Um, you know, that's silly. It, it is silly. Now here's the way I there's the way I was explained. It was explained to me. And, and, and this is an explanation that, that come from my dad. And, and I, I agree with it because it's a good explanation. Because um, he, he was asked this question one day and he told me, he said, well, let me ask you this. He said, if, if you was to go home today and you opened up your mailbox and got a letter out and it said it was from the president of the United States. And it said, hey, Mr. Such and Such, we would like for you, we're inviting you to come to the White House to meet the president you know, sit in the office with him and talk to him, walk around. Um, Would you wear the same clothes that you was going to work in the garden with?
0: Well, of course not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, could you? Yeah. But, you know, out of respect for that office, out of respect for the president, regardless who it is, you know, you would you would wear good clothes, you you know. you know if 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 people are willing to do that for a man who is the president of the united states you know how should you how should you act when you're going into the house to worship the king of kings no-brainer you know it's not saying that you have to wear a three-piece suit but it's a mindset of of you know if you're saying oh well i'm just going to church let me wear these breeches it's got holes in them you know if 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 to me that that's that's the bigger issue. It's not how you're coming dressed, it's why you're coming dressed like that yeah. you know and, and and you could think you could you could say that for anything if if you know not just for clothing, if you're coming to church, oh well, I'm going to church not to worship the Son of God who died for my sins. Uh, well, I'm going to church because I hadn't been there in a couple Sundays and I guess I need to make an appearance. You know, if you're not going with the mindset that you're coming to worship the Father, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's that's why, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't I don't have any any opinion on whether somebody wears slacks and a T-shirt or a, a, a suit. It's all in. It's all in the mindset of how you're coming to worship.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I would almost, in a way, I would almost welcome that, because you know Jesus called Peter. He was he was up up to his elbows in fish guts. Yeah, he was cleaning his nets, and he said, "Hey, put that down and follow me." Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you look like at it, down in the tree. He come he comes to Zacchaeus. Out of the tree.
1: Zacchaeus is a is a, a tax collector. Nobody likes him. Put that down. You know, come to you know. Oh, he's going to his house. Just like, just like when uh, Mary come and anointed his feet. What are you letting this woman do that for? It's all about the mindset. Just I, I think about the two men that are at the temple praying. And and the one is standing, you know, with arms raised and saying, Oh, Lord, I thank you that I'm better. You've made me better than this person here, than this, this worthless sinner here. But then there's one who's on his knees beating his chest saying, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. You know, that's that's the mindset that, that we little need particular
0: have. passage you talked about right there. And I'll, I'll go back and look it up because I, I, I think this is right. But that guy who prayed, I'm grateful that I'm not like that person. It was private. He said that in his heart. Yeah. He didn't say it out loud. I, I hope
1: he did. He felt it. <laughs> you
0: know, Yeah. I'm just I'm yeah. glad I'm not. Bad. Yeah. I've got it together. Yeah. This guy does it. But me. Yeah. And he didn't boast about it out loud. He was just that was his mindset. Yeah instead so, of saying
1: yeah brother i'm glad yeah. you're here yeah <laughs> so you know so so that's you know that that's that's the way i look at that if, if do you if, think
0: it would be a problem in our church if someone came with a budweiser shirt
1: do you I think people
0: would say something i don't
1: know i'm sure they would do you think I, they would? I, i'm sure that you you can't have that many people what would you say that wouldn't i'd let them sit down <laughs> I would too. you know i mean i i would you know now i would let them sit down i would go welcome them. Um, you never know like i said before um maybe they're there and they've never been to church before maybe they've never maybe they've never experienced christ and what he did for them um so you know get them get them into the get them into the house of worship get them under conviction uh let the let the holy spirit deal with them let them you know maybe maybe it is they need to they need to be saved uh well all right they come down say the holy spirit burdens their heart they they go to someone they take the bible and say all right You know, this is, this is what the Bible says about sin. This is what it says about your life. This is how you can get out of that sin through Jesus Christ. I I accept that. Hey, I'm a changed person. Let the Holy spirit deal with that. Just like, just like we talked about a little while ago with um, the, the the woman at the well, Um, practically everyone Jesus dealt with on a, on a one-on-one basis, Um, you know, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't excuse their sin.
0: So profound. He loved
1: them enough yes. that, that he was willing to talk with them, but he, he also loved them because he knew that they were lost and dying on their way to hell. And he didn't want that to happen. Um, and, and he knew that the only way that they could change was a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, meet that need first. Then let the Holy Spirit, you know, the Bible says, you know, when you accept Christ, that the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he's going to make some changes. If not, you're going to, you're going to be miserable. (laughs) You know, I mean, so, so let.
0: Well, wasn't that a sweet conversation with my friend, Steve? I hope that you have someone in your life like Steve that can talk to you about spiritual things. It's um, really a blessing, and it warms my heart. Uh, if you don't have that in your life, I I want it for you. Please uh, try your best to uh, look for people like Steve. Uh, they are in your church. They my my hunch is is that they they don't uh, occupy uh, places of prominence or prestige. Uh, they're just. They're just working people, and they love the Lord, and they they love sharing about the Lord. I hope you can find someone in your life like that. When we continue our podcast in part two, we'll pick up Around the Kitchen Table. Uh, I, well, I talked a long time to Steve. I was surprised that it, um, it was as long as it did, lasted as long as it did. But I really enjoyed the conversation, I want this kind of conversation for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm glad you came today. I hope to see you soon. God bless you
1: you mm-hmm.